Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And our journeys take us today to Sedona, Arizona, and we're going to visit with Ukulele Uma. Talk about the uke in just a moment. I'm not a big fan of cats. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I've had cats. I don't like cats, but now, maybe, I would be able to like them again. Kitty's Litter Box, a new innovation to the litter box, takes away a lot of what I dislike about having cats, and that's the litter box. Kitty's Litter Box is a completely biodegradable litter system that eliminates the hassle of cleaning out the litter box, changing the litter, and yuck, all right, the litter box. You simply open it after Kitty has done her business for maybe a month or so. You simply close the box, throw it away. None of the extra cleaning of the litter box, just hold it up, toss it away. Completely biodegradable, Kitty's litter box makes the ease of cleaning the litter box easier because you eliminate it. You eliminate the need to clean it. You just throw it away. So if you love cats, you'll love your cat maybe a little bit more with Kitty's Litter Box, available at kittieslitterbox.com, all lowercase, no hyphens, nothing like that, just kittieslitterbox.com. And we are back in Sedona with Ukulele Uma. So how, I mean, I know, so tell people that might be listening why you are called is it ukulele or ukulele? It's actually the last one only because I was in Hawaii for nine years. And so we say ukulele and my name is actually Uma. So they both are just ooh. A lot of people like to try to call me the city between Arizona and California, but I am not Yuma. And the ukulele is very similar. In fact, that's the first time I've said it like that in about 10 years. It's just difficult for me to say, but I don't try to make other people say it the way they like. But I am ukulele Uma. I'm also love guru Uma because I write books as well as play music. How cool. Well, we're going to touch on the author thing maybe in the next section. Right now, okay. let's talk music. So when you perform, you play just a ukulele, ukulele? Ukulele. I sure do. I have a baritone, however, which is a large ukulele, and it is the top four strings of a guitar. So it sounds really similar to a guitar, um, but mostly I play a concert ukulele, which is like a middle size. The little pineapple one that you saw earlier is maybe one of my smaller ones, and it has kind of a high, sweet, cute sound. But, you know, people like to hear Over the Rainbow and um, right. all those Elvis Hawaii hits. Um, so, yeah, I do a lot of luau's because I might be the only ukulele player in the Phoenix, Arizona area. But, yeah, right now I'm in Sedona, which is an hour and a half north. And it's a little cooler up here because, yeah. yeah, it's it's a little scorchy. You've had, you've had some heat there this summer. Oh, my gosh. It's 96 right now in Sedona and it's 108 in Phoenix. The disclaimer that I always hear after that from people of that area. But it's dry. It's a dry now. It's a dry no, it's still hot. It is hot. But I do understand that because I was just in uh, Hawaii for the month of March. And even though it's only like 90 at that point, the moisture does make you, you know, warmer. Mm -hmm. And if you don't sweat it all out. So I was actually having heat exhaustion from being outdoors by the ocean at a job uh, at the Four Seasons, actually. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so I, totally, I totally get that. I 
I'm in Vermont in the summer, grew up in St. Louis. I have a home in St. Louis for the winter. But when I moved here to Vermont about eight years ago, one of my nephews asked me, said, Uncle Tom, are you ever going to move back to Missouri? And I said, Jack, if I ever move back to Missouri or talk about moving or think about moving, I want you to say <laughs> one word, humidity. <laughs> me out of it. What's your musical background? You didn't just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to play ukulele. No, I've been singing since I was two, and I've been a professional since I was 17, actually in bands in Phoenix. I was in uh, many bands, uh, Phoenix first think it was called taste this and i ended up dating my drummer at 17 though i was playing at all the clubs in phoenix the dirty drummer uh all these popular places and then when i moved to california i was in a different band kind of a grunge like alternative band the visitors was like this alternative for vocals and horns and they did crazy things and i got to sing a lot of you know crazy high notes then I was in Virginia, and I sang with Kenny Holmes. That was all like wedding bands, and we did a bat mitzvah in New York at NYU. I mean, we traveled. We did a lot of things in Maryland, um, D.C. I had my own little jazz band. Um, but then in 2009, in December, I moved to Hawaii, and that first week, I actually had taken a, a an ukulele class with Auntie Margie Spencer. She was 82. She learned to play ukulele at the age of 71. Really strange because most of the people in Hawaii learn it much earlier. But And then you can play at like five years old, really. But yeah, there's so many amazing things. People keep telling me about Eddie Vedder's ukulele uh, CD, which I've listened to a little bit. And it's cute. He's like singing his, you know, kind of deep, raspy voice with this little ukulele sound in the back. So once I, I, did, I didn't start to play it only to become a, a soloist. In fact, I had also, within three months of moving to Hawaii, met my soon-to-be spouse, but oh. now for yeah now former spouse but um my, my soon to be ex husband <laughs> <laughs> well now he's definitely my ex former uh -huh. is what i say but no we traveled the world i got him to he was a bass player for like 30 years but he had started on the guitar so i had him i'm like oh let's do this 30 minute homeless luncheon and and i kept pushing him to play more and more songs until he would accompany me for gigs <laughs> i was very sly about it but then once I began to play more and more ukulele, he could play the bass because he had a stand-up bass, electric bass. He also played the, the sitar, the mandolin, the ukulele. Wow. And yes. so he could show me really cute little, you know, runs on my ukulele. <laughs> but we played at a Cuban restaurant in the Philippines for four months uh, as I was teaching English there. We played in China because we lived there for seven months as I was also teaching English. In India, he played my ukulele and I sang at a wedding renewal that we had there. I, I kind of did more and more ukulele. Mm -hmm. I had a rock and roll band and I would play, you know, Jason Mraz, mm -hmm. Jesse J, and um, No Doubt, you know, all these different mm -hmm. things on the ukulele that are fun and easy. And in Hawaii, it just would give it another, you know, cute little aspect besides. We also had an electric guitarist and he played, that person played bass and we had a great uh, drummer. But yeah, it was really fun. And I, like I said, I have not, had no band until about two and a half years ago when i was unhappily and unexpectedly extricated from hawaii 
due to a, a long story. The short end is just that the, the pandemic changed the human that I had married to be a completely different human, and that human does not exist anymore. It's a long story. I'll just say that human doesn't exist anymore. So uh, <laughs> you've covered a lot of things, ukulele, grunge, rock and roll, jazz band. What would you define as, and I love this question, what is your musical identity? Oh, that's a t tough one. I've also studied opera. So sometimes um, I'm an Uber driver sometimes and a substitute teacher sometimes. I just had sung Italian and French with this 97-year-old Paris, France opera singer, and I'd never gotten oh, to do cool. a duet with her. Oh, oh, oh it was awesome. It was, was it amazing. A, was it an Uber passenger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, we were, I was that. just shocked. Oh, it was so cute. So I take a lot of people to the airport in Phoenix. Yeah, this 97-year-old lady sat right next to me, and her three, you know, daughter and granddaughters were in the back. They're like, oh, she's from Paris. And, and I was like, oh, and they're like, oh, and she used to sing opera. And I'm like, what? And so we, I was like, do you know? And she just sang with me. It was amazing. But no, I do. Did? Do you remember what piece you sang? Oh, of course. We sang Una Voce Poco Fa in Italian and the uh, the Habanera, which is a yeah. very popular French song, you know. L'amour est That one you hear everywhere, you know. I'm not sure if you could hear that. Okay, hopefully you did. Wonderful. I wanted to continue. <laughs> <laughs> and in Italian, Una voce poco fa, qui nel cor mi risuono, il mio cor ferito è già, e l'indoro fu che il piago, etc., etc. But no, my genres are tough to, to pin down. <laughs> Hang on I... a minute. Hang on a minute. <laughs> that was so cool. Just Thank so you, cool, so spontaneous. And I'm talking to... A rock and roller who plays an ukulele. <laughs> ukulele. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you, Tom. I just belted out whatever, you know. One really cool thing I did in Hawaii, in fact, was a Cirque du Soleil-like show. Oh, really? I met this really, oh my gosh, I met this fun lady. We ended up being fast friends for many years. But I got to do opera and jazz and blues and some uh, Indian kind of, you know, sitar-like things because that's what she needed me to do and at one point somebody had blocked somebody's car in so i even sang if you have a blue truck please move it or it'll get towed la 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 i did that it was hilarious <laughs> everybody's like what was that and then they're like oh and it was so like seamless oh my gosh it was hilarious that's I just so found some lyrics for um, a Christmas waltz song that I was wanting to record. And I'm like, it's July. That's a good time to do a Christmas song. Well, um, so we just missed half Christmas. So <laughs> you know, why not? I know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always like, I have musician friends, you know, who want me to, you know, I have on the brink, fingers crossed, of a song getting into a Roku original TV show. And but there's a writer strike, you know, for oh, television. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, that's right. so it's kind of on hold. But but yeah, we're hoping to do that. And I'm doing like you know music sync class to get my originals into sync music, uh -huh. um, you know, movies, TV commercials, etc. My genre is tough to pin down. When I play live, I look at the crowd. If they're super old, I'm gonna do super old music. If they're super young, I use super young like right off the radio songs. Yeah. Um, I played at the Camelback Inn, which is a fancy hotel down in Phoenix. 
and they wanted really fresh stuff. And I was like, you get that I have to change all the bad words to, to non-bad words. And they're like, oh yeah, okay. So I changed all the kissy, all the, I changed it to a fluffy kitty, if you know what I'm talking about. That's right. That's right. So it was a very fluffy kitty. And I just like you were talking for the kitty box, you know, but then this one kid in the pool wanted me to do Lizzo. And I'm like, I've never done this song before, but I'm going to give it a try just for you. And I ended up accidentally saying, you know, a, 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 whoops, an yeah, word. And I was like, oh, man, I did not curse this whole time. But it was funny. You know, I just adapt. But my own thing, I like to do empowering, uplifting music that makes people smile. In fact, my uh, my one of my songs that I wrote actually in Virginia, I had this little tune in my brain. But before I could play ukulele, I didn't really have the ability to put music to it or to you know write it out transcribe it really that former spouse did help me figure out some chords for it well the, like you're on the fly and this guy at the pool says play blah 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 do you have music in front of you do you already know the song do you and are you playing just on the ukulele or are you playing you know i have done a beatbox when i was live streaming during the pandemic so yeah i i was playing a lot of music with the beatbox but lately i'm not i just it's in my brain you know the the beats but mm -hmm. i use my little tablet which lets me access an ultimate guitar the app gives me yeah. like a thousand songs yeah. um so if it's in my list then i know i can play it if I know the song well enough, I can really play anything. It's kind of funny, but I like to tell people, oh, go to my website because there's a song list and you can request a song mm -hmm. like right now or in two minutes when I finish the song. <laughs> yeah, how fun. I was in a cover band years ago and we had the, yeah. our band was called Modern Vintage and it was the Modern Vintage Request List. And we had a book mm -hmm. that had like photos of our shows and stuff. And we'd pass it right. around and we'd ask you to give us your email and your song request. And then after a show, we'd get together for practice later that week. And I'd say, okay, well, here are the songs, da 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 And we would decide which one we want to learn. And then I would write to, say, Uma. I'd say, hey, Uma, you wanted us to learn Honolulu Boogie by Mott the Hoople. We've got it for you. <laughs> We're going to do it for you this Saturday at the Jefferson Bistro. If you can be there, we're going to break the song out just for you. It's a cool marketing thing. But some uh -huh. of the songs are just like, we just didn't want to do no, and it's fun to do that, you know, play music that people like. If they ask for it and it's on my tablet, in my lists, or even not, some things are just four chords, and man, you can play anything. And I realized, you know, a couple years ago that I don't even have to look at my fret hand anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I have a favorite key and a favorite note, which happens to be B flat. But it is not easy to do on the ukulele. In fact, my fingers just wouldn't do it. But a few years ago, I was substitute teaching. Do you remember the movie uh, Fifty First Dates? Yes, yes. Adam Sandler, right? Yes, yeah. and Drew Barrymore. So behind the, uh, the counter in the kitchen is a guy who's the cook. And he's like, oh, you want a peanut butter with your eggs? You know, he's so hilarious. But he was heavy, you know, and uh -huh. he's like this cook. He was perfect. Well, turns out this dude had lost some weight and was one of the, the ukulele performers who was hired to cover this uh, ukulele choir class that I was a substitute teacher in. They hired two, you know, real Hawaiian people out there performing, and then they also needed a, uh, a certified teacher. So I was in there, and he was alone one time, and I was like, oh, hey, you know, I wish I could do this B-flat. He's like, what? And so he showed me, like, the easy way, and it's the just cheap. scooching. 
Yeah, just scooching G up. Like, what? I can just scooch G up three frets, and I have, yeah. Now I have a B flat, and I was like, oh my gosh, you, you've saved my life. And now I can play yeah. pretty much, yeah. You, now I can play pretty much everything else that I couldn't before. My daughter plays, and her husband and I play guitar. And we get together, and I'll say, well, let's do this song. And then she'll say, what key? And we'll play these. She's doing formations, guitar formations, but they're different chords because it's different on the ukulele than... It really is. I keep trying to say it the right way. And you I'm can just, say it however you like. I'm trying. No, you say it however you like. You're you're good, Tom. So, but yeah, it was funny how he did that. And I still see he's like my friend on Facebook, and his name is Pomai Brown. And he yeah. does all the famous places, you know, like the Five Star, like the Four Seasons and the, the Orchid and everything in Hawaii. All the fancy places where all the Hawaiians play music. How fun. We'll come back in a moment. I want to talk a little bit about you being an author, but I still want to stay on this music thing because it's so exciting. I want to talk to, <laughs> Thank I want, you, Tom. I want to talk to bass players here for a second. Bass players, listen up. It's called The Bag. The Bag. It's a high-quality leather gig bag, gig bag family of products that they have, all handmade in the USA with the finest craftsmanship, beautiful sophisticated very cool overall appearance and they're made of some of the finest quality quality leather and cushion available meant to last you literally a lifetime the bag they have over 30 years in the leather industry and constantly introducing new products but they're really proud to introduce this line of gig bags targeted to the skilled professional as well as the fun-seeking novice their hope of course is that you're going to love the bags as much as they love them themselves it's called The Bag, Tony Vaughn Bass Bags, www.tonyvaughn.com. So one of your guys played a bass, but you never played the bass. You never mentioned that you played bass, right? I cannot. And I tried guitar in, um, I was uh, at summer camp music uh, from age, let's see, 13 through 16 and I actually had taken guitar. And then I also tried to take it in Hawaii. I was like, oh, it's going to be that hard. But no, my fingers just wouldn't do it. I also, when I studied opera, I had a scholarship twice, actually, to sing. I don't know, maybe just once. So I failed guitar. I failed piano. And I was like, man, I must not just be good at an instrument. But when I got the ukulele, I was like, what? This is so easy. Like, literally, anybody could play a song in a half hour. And if you're a singer, yeah, it's amazing right. if you're a singer. Yeah. When I was in high school, I wanted to play guitar. I wanted to play piano, but I wanted to go to parties. And it's easier to lug a guitar around than it is a piano. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> my conversation with you is so conversational that I forgot that whenever I do a commercial like I just did, you know, with The Bag, I always come out and say, and we're back on the Music of America podcast. And our guest today is from Sedona, Arizona, and we're talking to Ukulele Uma. So I'm sorry I didn't get you that plug in there. I really <laughs> want to get your name out there. And the ukulele is your instrument, but we've already heard that your instrument is this thing right here. That's powerful. That's powerful. Mostly my voice. Thank you, yeah. Tom. Yeah, I've been singing since I was two. In fact, I uh, a, a really sad little story. When I was 10, my mother loved to sing in choirs, but my little ears were so sensitive. I was like, Mom, you're hurting my ears. Can you just stop singing? And she took me seriously and didn't sing for 20 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It, it was awful for her. I was such a little brat. Was she like mezzo-soprano and the shrillness of the, the height? I have no idea. It was just it was just not in the right pitch. 
Oh, <laughs> well, then there's that. <laughs> but no, and now that I've been playing ukulele for 14 years, mm -hmm. I can barely do karaoke. I can barely sit through farmer's markets in Hawaii where people don't always tune up their instruments. I'm like, I gotta go, sorry. And even <laughs> an open mic, I did an open mic, which was actually pretty fun. I was the featured artist at, in Mesa, Arizona, like a month ago. Uh -huh. You know, and I don't love country music. I love, I like some of it, but some of it, people writing their own country songs and you're just like, uh, and they're not great singers. I was like, no, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, no, I got to go get my, my music stand out of the car. Like, I was busy. I didn't want to sit there. But then it was cool because there were like six or seven, you know, singing musicians. And I was like, oh, we should do a sing-along. And oh, wow. it was it was amazing. I did Proud Mary and all the bass guys were like, uh, rolling. It was like amazing. Like doing the old Ike and Tina thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what we did. And one of my friends had brought her singer friend. And so she's like, oh, my God, that was so great. So I pulled out all the sing-alongs for like a half hour. And then at the very end, and it's all on my YouTube, which is Uma Sings, all one word. But this young lady named Eileen, I think was her name. I don't know if you've ever heard of a song called Lava. But it was this little cartoon from Hawaii where there's like a volcano. But it's this cute little song that's so easy on the ukulele. And I had shakers. So I was like, anybody want to come up and play the shaker? And and she sang like the perfect harmonies. And I was sitting there. She's singing, playing a shaker. I'm playing my ukulele. I'm singing. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in heaven. It was beautiful. It was perfect. So, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. So I, I, I don't I don't not like open mics anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when you were touring, and I, I don't know if it was considered touring, but you all over, literally all over the world doing, was doing stuff. I just was, I mostly was teaching English, but I also luckily got gigs while we were abroad. Yeah. And that was mostly, uh, you know, in the Philippines for four months. We didn't do much in China only because people prefer karaoke in China. We only had like one, I only had one paid gig in seven months. Um, wow. But luckily we were also in India and we did a little bit of music there, but that was probably the least amount of I'd ever not played music. But yes, yeah, so India, China, the Philippines, we actually, I had lived with that former spouse in Eureka, California for about six months as well. So we did farmer's markets up there. And then of course, Hawaii. We also lived in Sedona for about a year. Yeah. So I did a, a lot of work, uh, jobs here too, gigs, playing music with him. And mostly he would play his guitar really well because he was really good at that guitar because mm -hmm. he played for 30 years, but mostly bass. He would listen and he would play it exactly like the record, like yeah. Robin Thicke, you know, it was like exactly the same. Kiss Me by, you know, I mean, like it was just... Edie and, the, Edie and the Bacals or something like that? Is that the one you're talking about? Almost, yeah, something like that. But I mean, it was it was pretty amazing. And it's all on my YouTube channel. People can go back to like 13, 14, 15 years and see me with like long brown hair. And I also had taught Zumba off and on in schools. Yeah, you can see me teaching Zumba in there. Oh, um, it's hilarious, the progression. And I had short hair in the pandemic. And then, uh, yeah, it grew out, you know, since then. It was pretty fun to be able to play music all over. We did a lot of reggae, you know, we did a lot of Bob Marley. We did um, butt rock, too. I, I do ACDC uh -huh. on the ukulele now. I do, um, you know, Led Zeppelin on the, on the ukulele. But Aretha Franklin and Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, like, I can do everything on the ukulele. And people are like, what? <laughs> there's, a, 
a duet, these twins called the Harp Twins that I've had the joy of meeting a couple of times. And they're Norwegian heritage out of Chicago, and they play like Led Zeppelin, ACDC on the harp. Wow. It's really cool. And I'm thinking the same thing with you. Like you do this, have somebody almost call a song out to you and like play it like that because your background is just so very it's crazy i know it's fun i'm like do you have a genre or an artist that you love and they're like okay sure and i just do it yeah and especially for me i just like people like to get involved so if you can do a sing-along like sweet caroline almost Mm -hmm. everybody knows or loves you know but it just depends uh, on the group the crowd so yeah next month i do a luau at a retirement home in phoenix and it's an hour and it'll be like old jazz and old show tunes and um, Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley. And and then I also sing in Hawaiian. So I have some songs that I will do in Hawaiian because it's a luau. So how can you not? Yeah. <laughs> so with all of this variety that you can do from Hawaiian love songs to probably Gregorian chants to opera to rock and roll, what do you like to like name a song or two that you just you just love to do this every time you do a show i gotta do this because i love this song so much or i love my performance of this song name one or two of just like heaven by the cure but there's a cute little ukulele version by katie melua and i had actually had the little i know the little riff on my ukulele Okay. And and that was from the former spouse. Thank goodness he's taught me something, you know. But actually, it's a little crazy these days still because some songs will just make me cry. So, and not a happy cry. It's mm-hmm. an ugly, sad, disturbing cry. So I'm waiting until a little more time passes. I am going to work with a percussionist and get some more gigs in Scottsdale. There's a bunch of places that people can play music. And I did warn him. I'm like, there might be a time when we rehearse that I could just cry inconceivably and I try to get through it. I get through it faster. I literally cried for every day for two years. Um, now I'm down to like every other day because I was just so shocked by the divorce as it occurred. Music, you know, I um, that's a really fun one that I love to do. I don't know why, but I really like to do my new single, Affirmation, which is on all platforms. It's cute. It's funny. Everybody almost who hears it says, wow, that sticks in my brain and it makes me, you know, smile. And it's so catchy. Well, you know um, what? So- I'm, I'm just going to do this on the fly. We we're going to do that song. Why don't we do it now? And yeah. then we'll come back and talk about your author and your other. Yeah, that'd be great. Sure, Tom. That okay, sounds so good. Let's do this. We're with Ukulele Uma. And this is Affirmation.
say why is everything always working It's a quick song, but it's a fun song, Affirmation, and we're going to talk about that title in a moment. Talk a little bit about the blues. Growing up in St. Louis, the blues is a real strong influence and always has been in my life. In fact, one of the logos we use for the Music of America podcast features a band called the Alabama Serenaders. It goes way back to the 1930s, and my grandfather was right there in the middle with his clarinet pointing up to the gods. So the Soulard Blues Festival then showcases like that deep-rooted St. Louis Blues Heritage. It's called the B3 Blues Festival. It's in St. Louis. It's an outdoor concert festival held in historic Soulard Market. The flavors, local blues, artists, a savory tradition of the classic blues does well to prevail throughout the day. And although the 2023 festival has come and gone, you know they're already planning 2024. Plan on coming to St. Louis at any time. Try and get there in May for the Soulard Blues Festival called the B3 in historic Soulard Market. Our guest today is Ukulele Uma from just outside of Phoenix, Arizona. And she's an <laughs> author, in addition to all the wonderful music things we've been talking about. She's an author, and we're going to talk about that in a moment, but we have to wrap up the song. Affirmation, not affirmation. Why is it affirmation? What's the genesis of that? funny story and it actually relates to my books for many many years maybe 20 i had been trying to increase my um money magnetism and so uh you know abundance in my life in many different ways could not just you know financial but you know love and you know satisfaction of life and sometimes people in life will ask the question why is this always happening to me you know, there's a word that we don't say there. But, I use the word. I use the word stuff. <laughs> right. Why is this stuff always happening to me? I don't know if you know anybody who says that, but quite often you hear people either think it or say it or whatever. And this is the antithesis to that. And if you switch in your brain what you ask out in the world, instead of that question, you say, "Why is everything always working out for me?" Or how how good can it get? Show me. Yeah. Um, but. There's a little blue book called The Tiny Book of Affirmations, and it addresses every aspect and area of your life. You know, it could be health, relationships, work, um, living, you know, surroundings, whatever, money. And it gives you all these little questions. And so I was like, oh, how about if I make a cool song out of that? Yeah. And it actually, I had actually gotten permission from the author to include it in my first two books. So it's actually more in my second book, but my, um, my question is, why is everything always working out for me? And so I wrote the verses, I added to that, you know, um, why do I feel so good, you know, and why is it all unfolding as it should? <laughs> Let me ask about that book, just because it triggered something or, or click, triggered a click, click something with me. Is that a Werner Earhart product? No, no, it's it's a gentleman called Noah St. John. Okay. Werner Earhart was really big in the Est thing back in the 70s. 
you know this um, is this is probably an offshoot of that but different a little different noah st john wrote the book uh the little book of affirmations and so i had talked to him on the phone when i was in hawaii i got his permission i have all these little c's with the copyright uh in my books uh-huh. and then i was like i'm just gonna write a song you know and um so yeah and then it, i got a really cool producer in sedona who makes it you know do all that whoosh, uh-huh. and the 808 you know the beat of the 808 in contrast to my little ukulele you know and i'm singing all 12 voices in there and it's just a really cool um you know combination but coming up there will be a longer version i have a new bridge a new instrumental section so it will be longer than two minutes but that was uh-huh. mostly for tiktok you know, TikTok oh, okay. wants a short and sweet version, and that's what it was. Um, and so it kind of, yeah, it, it, it leads into my books in that each chapter of my Love is Crazy Lessons in Love, Creating Your Own Happy Ever After. Can you yeah. say that three times fast? No. But each chapter <laughs> that, <laughs> is like a... That, that, there, I said that three <laughs> times really quick. <laughs> the, um, each chapter is like a lesson or a tip or a tool or a trick that I had learned to to help my love life be happy whether it's solo or with a partner and um so it just was in my first two books and the main thing you know on amazon you look up is love is crazy and i am love guru uma and how i got that was from you know the chicken soup for the soul guys um i had had taken a few classes and steve harrison and you know jack canfield all these those folks are working together in tandem and they said, proclaim yourself, uh, you know, the the peak person with all the information. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, I'm love guru Uma. That's all I am. I'm, I know all about it. But I thought I had known all about it before, you know, the crazy, unexpected, uh, shocking, the the D word that I experienced. Right. But, but no, it's still, a lot of it is still, you know, applicable. And I'm also working on the third book, which is a, teen clean version because my first two books are for 18 plus because there are uh, there's a lot of colorful language a couple of adult situations nothing you know horrible maybe like between r you know close to r but not bad but mostly funny probably not going to find it any uh florida schools right no no but my team <laughs> my team version coming up is going to be all clean i uh i actually had started my first book um i had chased down a mugger in south central la got my purse back and as i was chasing the mugger my eight-year-old son at the time was chasing me and my three-year-old son was just standing there with this you know mexican grandfather dude holding his hand and i was like thank god but i had a paycheck that i hadn't worked in many months and i was going to get that purse back and i surely did and that's how my first book opens is that scene and then i finally get to where we're going to their father's house i sit in the hot bathtub and i go how the bleep did we get here (laughs) you know and uh yeah it's going to be a fun you know either it's going to be a movie or a a tv show or something down the road but it's pretty fun and um this time just goes too far too fast it does quickly we're having too much fun tom well that's what it is they say time flies (laughs) when you're having a good time and uh we are this is the segment that that i call the shameless self-promotion so you obviously aren't doing this just to make a living you're making money but you're not doing just this to make a living is that correct this is true 
So I do. So this is where you get a chance to promote those other things that monetize that help you do more of what you do. And I call it the shameless self-promotion segment. So we're with Ukulele Uma. Almost said it right that time. And uh, tell us where we can see, where we can find you, projects that are coming up uh, from August on through the rest of the year, performances, festivals, anything you want, go. I wish I had more performances coming up uh, next month. I have a luau in Phoenix. I don't think it's for the public. However, it is a tiny retirement home. But mostly people can check out on Spotify and iTunes my newest release called Affirmation. And there's a lyric video on my YouTube, which is Uma Sings, all one word. And also, if you go to lulu.com or if you prefer Amazon. You just type in love guru Uma, love is crazy, lessons in love. And then there's also more lessons in love. And you can also check out my website, which is Uma Ojeda, U-M-A-O-J-E-D-A dot Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. And get all the links for those things. You'll see lots of videos, my bands over the years. Coming up, I expect to have a lot more performance gigs. I had done the Phoenix Festival for the Arts a few months ago, uh, actually probably February. Um, and then I did a couple of churches in Hawaii in March and also at Christmas, you know, last Christmas. Um, so I do get to Hawaii fairly often. Um, but you just check my website and I post new things that are coming up as they come up for me because I am always out there, you know, schmoozing and creating more opportunities to share my music and i really enjoy empowering and inspiring people my teen book should be out it's love is crazy for teens and it will be completely clean and i will say mother fluffer (laughs) (laughs) and you sugar muffin there you, know. you go. That's right. Sugar muffins <laughs> a big one. I'm going to work that one into my vocabulary now somehow. <laughs> my favorite word right now is sugar pop. Oh, you sweet sugar pop. Really? I love you. That's great. It's like well, the, the cereal. Who doesn't want to be a sweet sugary <laughs> cereal? That's right. Well, there was um, a guest of ours that was on that wrote music for a woman that wrote a poem called Serial Killer. But the oh, suit gosh. was like Captain Crunch and Sugar <laughs> Crisp, and that's really funny. Uma, thank and you. That's, oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you having me on, Tom. It's been awesome. It's been it's a been fun great. time. And when you come back, we're going to have more music and more laughs, and I want to get a full song of you doing opera maybe next time. When that be Oh, cool. my gosh. Are we talking about today? No, we're talking about live and acapella <laughs> in, a, in another season or two. Okay, sounds good. Great. We've been talking today with Ukulele Uma. Ukulele Uma. I'm just going to go with that because that's how I pronounce it. From Sedona, Arizona. Coming up next, tomorrow we travel to Tempe and wrap up our Arizona visit with a band called Last Train to Juarez featuring Dayan Knizovic. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.